Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halstead. I wanted to take a quick moment to gift you guys something that we did last year. So starting last spring, me and a few of the guys started doing this thing called the Comic Book Club. The Comic Book Club was where we were reading a comic book and discussing it and just giving more information of what you should be reading, what what are things that we could be reading, what we're not reading, and, and why you should go down a route or why not. And we tried to put a charge on it, but it really didn't work out. And then with the unfortunate passing of our dear friend Bama, we just didn't continue it. Um, Life got in the way. We didn't really feel that without Bama being there, it just kind of started to fall apart. He was the heart of that one for us um, and helping me get that started. So with that, I wanted to make sure that you guys had an opportunity to hear the episodes that we had created. And so this is our bonus content from year two. Guys, thank you so much for supporting us. Um, We hope you enjoy this content. Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, this is your host, Jordan Halsted, and I wanted to introduce you to our newest segment, the Comic Book Club. Comic Book Club came from this idea that once we hit one year, we wanted to push out a second episode. And as we formulated this idea, we thought about creating a safe place that we can come together, read a comic book, give our fresh perspectives, points of views, and our recommendations to reading or not reading a book. So I would like to invite you to join us as we discuss Marvel Comics' limited run of the United States of Captain America. Hey guys, welcome back to Comic Book Club. So excited for this one. We're second in shoe in, and we're talking about Moon Knight's issues one through five of the 2021 series, The Midnight Mission. Guys, I have with me Bama, Adrian, and Will. Guys, thank you so much for being a part of this episode with me. Of course, Mr. Spectre, or Mr. Yes. Mr. Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, whatever persona you want to have. I know, yeah. right? There were a lot. I like I like this character because basically I could become a rendition of this character. I, they could be like, hey, we're writing Jordan Halsett as one of the identities that Moon Knight has. I love it. I was actually thinking about that uh, while we were reading this. I'm like, of course Jordan likes this. The whole Midnight Mission thing because like you being a pastor and just a lot of a lot of our A lot of folks. religious parallels. Yes. Yeah, a lot of parallels. Yeah. So I can see why you're gravitating to her. But we could uh, just jump into it then, right, fellas? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. So my first question that I have for you guys tonight is, have you ever had exposure to Moon Knight prior to this series? Uh, I'll go ahead and start. Um, So as far as hearing anything about Moon Knight, uh, the only person that I knew that actually knew anything about it was uh, when I went to Mid-America Christian University in Oklahoma City. Uh, The campus pastor there, uh, Brian Marlette, who is currently a... uh, head pastor uh he was a big comic book nerd um he and he also loved star wars boba fett being his favorite from there but he just like offhandedly mentioned moon knight and i'm like that's a weird name for a comic book character and so i just kind of blew it off as nothing and i I saw pictures of him and i'm like an all-white suit i don't i don't get it and so I just yeah. never really looked into the character all that much. Yeah, his dry cleaning bill's got to be crazy, right? I hate to talk over. Oh anything. yeah, all the blood that gets on that. Oh jeez, yeah. lots of bleach, lots mm-hmm. of bleach. Mm. Uh, so Moon Moon Knight for me. I mean, I've always heard stuff about him. I've people have compared him to, like that. He's like the Batman of here, but I think Darkhawk is more the Batman of Marvel. And I, I gave him a shot at one point when Bendis was writing him, and it was really complex story. I need I, I didn't get too far into it, but I, I just remember it being like a little bit trippy and weird because of the his uh, dissociative uh, identity disorder, uh, or the did as they call it throughout most of this, or just as they shorten in the comic. I knew that much about him, and then of course now we have the anticipation with for the uh, Oscar Isaac show coming up here on Disney Plus here, and now a couple weeks now. It was like it was months ago, a little bit ago, but now it's closer. I, I didn't have a, I, I don't have like the biggest expectations for anything because like I'm not like glued to this character. Like yes, and just just some brief thoughts on this run so far. Like 
we were talking about it briefly before the podcast. It just feels like there's still a lot of context for me missing. I mean, I know like the Fisticon shoe stuff and um, it just feels like maybe like I just hopped into season two of the Moon Knight show and I, I missed most of season one. I, I need to go back and kind of figure out like what's the deal with him, like suiting up and being so, being so cool and starting this midnight mission. And then like, I also want to check out the Avengers run that he's referencing where he tried to take stuff down, but I've been hogging it. Uh, I have had very limited exposure, but I am pleased so far. Uh, the only exposure to Moon Knight that I've actually had was during Disney XD's cartoon of Ultimate Spider-Man. Ooh, he, yeah. He made a single episode appearance, and a, he was just off the walls because of the dissociative identity disorder thing going on. And Konshu, the god, never shows up, but he keeps referencing, like, oh, I work for the moon. And which, of course, yeah. Spider-Man has a field day with. So that w- that was really the only exposure until the announcement of Disney Plus show and the comics now. I know for me, my exposure came from my buddy who was supposed to be on this episode, but some things came up. And so Michael Galerno was uh, he he kind of had talked about it. I've had some some conversation with him. He he always talked about how he was kind of the the Marvel Batman to a degree, but also the exact opposite like wearing complete white he went and beat the snot out of people had no problem with with killing people things like that when i first saw him on tv it wasn't through the spider-man show but instead through the avengers cartoon that they started doing on disney uh i want to say it might have been even the disney xd or something like that and so they started doing this run and it became like a secret wars and they had to run over to one spot to go pick something up and it happened to be like Egypt and they had to go into a tomb and you find uh, that as soon as they pull it, Mark Spector's Moon Knight immediately shows up, kind of like wakes from a slumber and then attacks them and then they pull something off him or something like that and he like hit, like he trances out and he's like, oh my gosh, what have I done? I have to protect so that no one else falls into this. And so it's kind of one of those he's stuck in a loop and it was really cool to see the take that you can take the same character and change him a million and one times over because he's got DID. And I love that. I think that that was a really cool way that they handled his character. And so now moving forward with the priest, we, you were talking about that a little bit. Will. I think I Uh did definitely uh, see what I did there. I did. Uh, (laughs) Uh, I think that for, him being a priest, I think that's why I like this series so much. And so I'm going to ask you guys for the priest portion. How did you guys feel about Moon Knight being more of a priest that he's kind of got this midnight mission, but they really talk about he like he keeps saying, I don't believe in the God that I'm serving. I don't really agree with it. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, he is just kind of I mean, I kind of alluded like yeah i can see reason why you're gravitating towards it but like i I mean his faith has been shifted based on the events of like i said i haven't read that avengers run but like he put all this faith in that and he almost took over the world he was almost successful but then like he betrayed all his friends and everything he loved before and what did he get for it nothing like i mean he even mentions it with his own stories too like his wife and kids don't are scared of him because of his did and this moon night midnight mission stuff he's doing and I mean, I think he's just trying to make amends. And I think we see this in a lot of faith stories that he's just trying to do better and learn better. Like he even has like vampires in his employ. And I didn't know, like, this is what I mean, but I'm, without me missing context, I'm going like, just because he's in it, like working for an Egyptian God, he can't work with vampires. Like, is he really that dedicated to mummies and Khonshu? Like that seemed weird to me, uh, but there's that. And then he even has his own rival there in uh, the other fist of Khonshu, uh, was it Doctor Beard yeah. or B- Bade or something like that? I forget. <laughs> but uh, Bader, I think it was B A D R Bader. Yeah, yeah. Doctor Bader. But just even though there's a rival that's even more faithful to Kanshu than him, like just everything's testing his faith throughout this. So I, I thought it was a solid story and the, him being a priest and not necessarily believing in Kanshu anymore. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. great story. Uh, I really found the priest aspect to be kind of interesting especially coming from a christian background because i mean you know like there's a difference between like say us as protestant christians versus catholicism which do have priests but i mean like the whole thing of a priest is they you know they follow this one god they carry out the word of god the acts of god and it's it's interesting hearing himself call himself a priest when he's 
like left Khonshu behind. He doesn't believe in yeah, anymore. I loved that. That was one of my favorite things is because coming from that Christian faith, that that background, that didn't that didn't resonate with me. Mm-hmm. I was like, how do, how are you still claiming priesthood? Now I will say I'm glad they didn't go and call him like Father Moon Knight, like or <laughs> Rabbi Moon Knight, or like so they, far, so like, far this they haven't still got going. to that part, <laughs> and they just call him Mister Mister Knight, right? Right. And so yeah. like they go and they've got different names and things like that depending on how he's handling the situation. But I loved I loved where you're going with that. So I'll go ahead and give it back to you though. Yeah, I mean, that, that was pretty much it. Like, he's left behind this god that he had full dedication to, but still carries out to an extent what the god wanted exactly in terms of, like, protecting certain people and things while also instilling his own. So do you think, and I'm going to play off this real quick, do you think that the reason he's still going is because he believed in the mission, he did not believe in the person leading it? Yeah, I think that's a good way of explaining it. I'm listening to a podcast right now, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill, and I think that when leadership falls, when it fails, people typically don't stay in with the mission. They're they're following the leader, not the the problem, uh, trying to solve that problem. They're not trying to do anything else. They are behind one person, not the the church sometimes. And I think that this is a great model, at least from my eyes, to see that, you know, it's not about who the leader was it's about what the mission was and i love that they call it the midnight mission and so it's still Mm -hmm. like they're still playing into this and i think it parallels really really well with christianity that sometimes we leave pastors or or bad pastors come in and and i could go a whole different podcast with this but (laughs) oh yeah when when someone leaves (laughs) and a lot of people are like i'm i'm following this shepherd and so they leave versus you know this is still the church and I think that, that this is a really cool parallel to that. And I wonder if, like, the guys who are currently writing saw the need in their own Christian lives, potentially, or their own church lives, and saw this amazing storytelling to be told in a very different way. And I'm like, I love that. So, Yeah, uh, I'm going to go off of something that Will was saying earlier about, um, oh, I, the words completely left my mind as soon as I said oh, no. it. So I'm going so to go need- to... I'm going to go to, no, I'm going to go to something else. All right. Uh, so it seems, oh, yes. Uh, it seems like, you know, we're kind of hopping in at like a midway point into this story. Uh, and so we don't really know like what he was doing before this and like his kind of his uh, dealings with vampires and, and other types of creatures of, of the night. Uh, and so it seems like instead of him just being like exterminate all vampires, which is something that, the the Dr. Bader it was talking about. It's like, well, why didn't you destroy all the vampires here? Instead, he took care of the ones that were doing the evil things and taking people and forcing them to be vampires and saved the ones that were forced into that and actually turned them into people that he could use uh, for his midnight mission. So I think that was a really cool thing. And it, it's like he's still keeping to sort of the code that he has with Khonshu but he's adapting it to kind of form his own code of laws. And so he's, he's going to do things how he sees fit. He may do some similar things that Khonshu wanted him to do, but he's going to do it on his terms and his dealings. A little bit of deconstruction, uh, right? He kind of deconstructed that faith yeah. in Khonshu and then said, okay, what, are the, what's, what is the bare bones? What's the structure of this house that I can build on? What's, what's the good that I can take from this and put it into my own mission? Uh, I actually, <laughs> looking through these questions, uh, I took a page uh, from my wife. She she always will uh, look at the definition of things if it's something that if it's a concept that she's not fully uh, knowledgeable on. And so I actually looked up the definition of priest, and it's uh, someone who is authorized to perform the sacred rites of a religion, especially as a mediary agent between humans and God. Uh, and it's very specifically to Anglican. Uh, Eastern Orthodox and Roman Catholic religions. Uh, and his uh, his methods of delivering the good word of Khonshu are a little brutal, uh, but I guess that's just how he performs his religious rites. <laughs> well, he is the fist of Khonshu. He is the fist, yes. One of them. One of them at yeah, least. One, one of two. Yeah, one. He's one of the hands. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, <sighs> that, that was great. I, 
you know, when, when you don't know the religious side and to hear the true definition, because I, I mean, some, I was talking with someone earlier today and they were like, oh, you're a reverend. So you're like a priest. And I was like, I'm not a priest. Like, I feel like when we see priests in biblical aspects, it's very like judge, jury, and executioner. Like, here's, here's what I see that you did wrong. I'm saying it's absolutely wrong. I'm going to put out my own justice. And I feel like a lot of superheroes are like that in certain aspects. I feel like Batman especially. Yeah. And this character. I'm vengeance. Yeah. And you <laughs> and you, you see some of these different characters do that. And I, I love the way that they wrote him because he's got that inner struggle. And he's a little bit more relatable. And I love that, especially when it comes to the vampires. Now, I do want to side tangent real quick about the vampires. You were talking about how he employed them. There's a spot, and I don't know if you checked if you saw the panel or not. There's a spot where it looks like they're they're having some type of food or drinking or something like that, and she's got like a juice pouch, and it's a blood packet, and he, yep. she just has like a straw and a blood packet, and I was like, that's awesome! Like just yep. the small attention to detail, like it was really cool to see that. And getting some yeah, it, diaries uh, vibes over there with that. <laughs> it, it almost looked like she stole it from like a blood blood oh, yeah, bank supply. Yeah. Like she went to the the blood the local blood drive and like just happened yeah. to, she's like I'm just here working and then swiped one of them and she was like tasty snack. It made me think. I wonder. Like, I wonder recently. if she has a. Uh, I wonder if she has a favorite blood type. <laughs> I'm gonna say like whatever is it O negative that can give to everybody. Uh, yeah, I think I think, I, I think it's it's O something. I, I think it's O negative because I think O positive can only give to O positive. Like it just can't give mm. to everybody. It's like to the positive sides, but negatives can give to the opposites or whatever. But I think O negative would be like, hey, this is the all encompassing juice. Or like if they're like A negative or whatever, whatever it is. Like absolutely, she's probably got a favorite. Probably so, love that. Moon Knight uh, also kind of fights mind controllers and vampires and, and and he saves some of them but he's, he's going through all this did you expect this weird and different kind of story for our very first outing with moon knight like you guys said we haven't seen a whole lot of this character before very limited uh so when we said hey let's read this moon knight series did you guys expect this kind of starting point what were you guys thoughts here uh yeah pretty much from what I had heard or had read about Moon Knight beforehand, these like just these crazy out there stories and adventures, especially with the DID aspect going on. Yeah. So it's like it it is kind of what I expected, but it's nice finally being able to like see that in a comic book rather than just like reading an article about it. So I, I'm I, yeah, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Awesome. Yeah. Uh... I, and the only thing I really knew about him going into this was that he was a part of a team in the comics previous to this called the Midnight Suns, which included people like Blade, um, Black Knight, Morbius, and some other people. And they wasn't they Ghost would Rider fight some of the weird and strange people. Was wasn't Ghost Rider even a part of that group? Yeah, Ghost Rider has been a part of that group. But there's been a Doctor Strange has been a part of it. Uh, and so it's like I, I kind of expected some weird and crazy things to come from this. Uh, just going to pick out something particular, Holly, the uh, the janitor guy. That's a very interesting way to have mind control in, for a character because normally it's like, okay, they're a telepath or they have some kind of gaze that they do that hypnotizes people. But no, this guy chooses to mind control people by giving them his sweat like that is just the weirdest thing that that anyone could have as a power yeah i love the way that they broke the typical mold like he ran out for a run he's got sweat and he just wipes it on somebody like <laughs> yeah oh yeah i, I would that. be primed to have that power with how much i sweat after a workout uh, I, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just put saying, it directly into a bottle and just, yeah absolutely I'm like, oh, hey train me for free <laughs> <laughs> uh but anyway yeah uh hey i mean we are getting ready to get moon knight in the mcu but like that issue particularly where he is taking him on and actually he's going like hey like I'll willingly take it and you need to see like what an outsider coming into, into his mind sees. Cause I, I, I mean, I like, I like superhero fights that are just like basic, like 
the, the wide panel shots like in Avengers and Age of Ultron. Ah, I beat you to it, Jordan. Yeah. But we're, we're looking for a new inside joke here. Um, but I, I like some of the more <laughs> methodical fights or like that that kind of break the norm, like Dormammu, I've come to bargain, or the vision going like, hey, like you still are me. Like you can still be me. Uh, let me give you the memories. Or just like when they break the mold or something like that. Like that is a scene that I could see playing out in a movie. They kind of did it in X-Men Apocalypse when Apocalypse and Professor X were fighting. Mm-hmm. But like just seeing like the Kanshu God, like just take him down those panels like we're haunting it was kind of gave me some uh, uh scott snyder uh court of owls vibes Ooh, a little bit that is definitely Maybe. one series we are going to touch on comic book yes. that oh yeah. that was such a good read but yeah mm-hmm. i i agree with you i think you know for me i came in with just kind of a blank slate i had no idea where this series was going to go i didn't know if this was going to be something that was going to be amazing or if it was just going to be super weird i was like i don't really know and it kind of, like you guys have been saying, it felt like we started in the middle of something. It wasn't like this. So part of us will will kind of start to go back and be like, okay, I gotta re, I gotta go back and read certain things. It's not like we've got Rebirth or uh, New Fifty Two where everything the the slate was wiped clean and there's brand new stories. You can just jump in at that point. This is a start of a new series, but it spans out from like the Avengers, which then. Sp- that story spans out from another piece and and you just got to kind of go back and and go back to a good starting point with this character and that may even be 30 40 50 years of comics and it's like well do i want to spend all that time or get to know the character now and so that's kind of where we're at with it but i i absolutely loved the way that this was very contained it didn't feel Mm -hmm. like there was so much going on that we had to pay attention to oh well ghost rider's coming out you're gonna have to go read that book We've got the United States of Captain America, which was our last episode, and, and those events spanned into this, and then also the Avengers events spanned into this, and you've got five different stories being told in one series that like he's just kind of juggling through this. And I think that there's times and places for that, but this character, it was very self-contained, and I liked that it was weird in its own way. It wasn't your typical, like, it's weird because you just don't know where anything goes. It was weird because he's a weird character. <laughs> so, yeah. so there's that. You know, one of my favorite parts about this series is just how he's not going to give up in those fights. And then, like, even when he doesn't understand something, he was absolutely ready to hop back in. Like, when he's like, don't you know there's more than one fist? Every person has two. So would the god of the moon. And he's just like, what? Like, that's that's the line you're going to say? Like, he kind of he kind of bantered with him a little bit. And <laughs> I just was like... I get what the guy was saying. I I totally understand. But then, like, he kind of banters with them, and the guy, like, hits him, and Moon Knight falls down, and he gets back up, and he's like, you don't understand. I took down the Avengers, Earth's mightiest heroes. I took those guys down myself. You don't stand a chance. And, like, he got up and beat the snot out of the other guy. And I was like... Well, this may be my favorite thing I've ever seen with this guy. I may be new to Moonlight, Moon Knight, but this may be the favorite thing I'll ever see from him. Like that was, it was awesome to see him like smack talk and and kind of banter a little bit mm-hmm. with him. So it's kind of like, do you know who I am? You, oh, you put a, 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 a real Karen on him. Absolutely. He, <laughs> he was like, I need to speak to your manager. Um, yeah. Well, Conchu. Uh, I mean, yeah. hey, let me speak to your Conchu. Let's yeah. see what's up. Yeah. <laughs> So with that, what were your guys' favorite parts of this series so far? Uh, I'll, I'll go with this one. Uh, Will was actually talking about it earlier. It was the, the mind battle, uh, Moon Knight and the, the janitor, Holly, when he you know took straight just his, his sweat and allowed him into his mind and just seeing just the utter darkness that started and then slowly the, the moon pops up and then the the moon knight looking uh like actual in his combat suit i'll i'll call it uh with the the conchu and just seeing the darkness envelop around holly and then him ending up in his hand the the mummification that he basically got put into and we see i guess it, it's probably like it's almost like batman's belt with all the different compartments but he has like four different uh pockets and each of them have like I guess one of his personalities, and so he added Holly as one of his future I was, personalities. I was wondering about that because I saw and I was like, 
I'm pretty sure these are the different personalities. And I, I was starting to pick that up. And I wonder if we're going to see that personality show up later. If that was like him adding, like stealing yeah. the soul and putting it into his own body. And like that's how this kind of started. Because that would be a really cool way to see how that one kind of works. So I, I, yeah, saw, I saw that and I thought that was really cool too. Yeah, but like Will was saying, you know, the big uh, panel of just you know, this huge Moon Knight holding this tiny person who thinks he's some sort of significant being. And it's like, you have no clue the person that you just messed with and the powers that he has. And then basically just turns the guy into a vegetable and all he can say is moon at this point. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Dang it, Bama. That was going to be mine. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Adrian. Uh, uh, the other thing that I've really been enjoying are his sessions. Ah, uh, yes. I I like that. Well, I was going into this. I was really expecting the disassociative identity disorder to be like a huge driving force with, you know, with him. And it's it still is to an extent, but he's talking about how you know, all his other personalities are only out for so many minutes at a time, but he's still feeling conflicted with his own identity, both as Mark and as Moon Knight. So as he like dives deeper into his own understanding of who he is now that he's also left Khonshu, it's just, it's, I really enjoy those deep moments where you get to explore the character even more. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great framing device, honestly. Like, I could see, like, an episode... I hate to keep bringing it back to the MCU and TV, but if they wanted to adapt to this story, or at least that part of it, it that could be a great way to start it. Like, I mean, because we don't know. Like, the first episode at this point hasn't, hasn't dropped. Like, we could see Oscar Isaac go into his first session with this therapist or, or another, and there's always going to be, like, that doubt. Like, oh, is he making this stuff up? Uh, but we're talking about our favorite moments from this run, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I feel like you guys took all the good ones. Is this how it feels after I name all five, Jordan? <laughs> <happens>? Yes. <laughs> For those of you who I, I can't think... see us, I'm shaking my head very, very much right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, goodness. Goodness. Got to love those visual I would just, You know what? I'll just say, not, not a moment, but like anytime the suit comes on and uh, it just, it's just visually stunning. It kind of looks like that something's off with him and that like he, he is manifesting that suit even if it, he did just buy it or make it with all of his funds but yeah it's it's been a great run yeah you know adrian i'm gonna play off what you said earlier you said that we're not seeing a lot of the did uh with his multiple personalities right now but we're starting to open up with the therapist for you guys who didn't say that so i'm gonna exclude adrian because you just talked about it but what were your guys' thoughts on this therapist? How did you guys like just him opening up, even with him saying, hey, like my DID is still there, but I'm not, it's, they're not coming out as frequent. They're not as predominant. Like I'm not switching every now and then. Like I saw a meme just recently, actually it was this week, where it was Spider-Man and uh, Moon Knight and they went in and they were talking back and forth and he's like, Mark, nope, it's Jake. All right, Jake. Nope, it's Steven. Steven. Nope, back to Mark again. Like it just kind of jumped around and and they they play into that. And I like I like seeing that in some of the comics, but not seeing it but knowing that he says, "Hey, it happens, but it's very infrequent. It's it's right now my medication's working. This is kind of where it's at in the moment." What are your thoughts on that? Uh well, the the therapy sessions I think are pretty interesting cuz we get to see we, I mean we get bits and pieces of, you know, who he was before even being Moon Knight. Like we see um like we we get to know that he was in the military for for a while and was a mercenary. Uh he grew up uh, as a Jewish of the Jewish faith and he uh, revealed that uh he always saw his father as weak. Uh, because of the things that he believed and <clears throat> how they would always take hits, but never, never would retaliate or stand up for themselves as much as he he thought that they should, and he uh, that also bled into his view of Judaism and that well, why are we following this God that's making us weak? Then this God must be weak. This faith is weak. So then I need to be strong. Uh, in order to be able to combat the world and to go against the things that I, I view as evil. And so I, I thought that was really interesting. Um, 
and like uh he he just it seems like he felt like he wasn't really living like he wasn't really alive uh until he did die and was resurrected by Konshu and now it's like now I can really like go out and do the things that I want to do and be a stronger person than the people the faith that I followed and even my father yeah I I remember reading some of those points and I started thinking about like from a Christian perspective when he's talking about well my father was weak because of his faith and I thought for me, I look at it with my faith. When I'm weak, God is at his strongest because he can use a guy like me to help change different people's perspectives. Or or when I feel that I'm not worth anything. I mean, last year we went through a really, really rough situation. And there were a lot of times, heck, Al, or Bama, there, there were a few times I've had conversations with you. And I felt very inadequate to talk with you. Not because you per, like gave any kind of like... Oh, I'm I'm the big strong man, or like you were you were never domineering by any means towards me, but it was a I was hurt through certain pieces, and so like in my weakness, I found that I can still talk with friends, I can build my relationships with people, and that's part of what I had to learn this past year and kind of unlearn some some big issues and and be learning this whole process, and I think with my own faith, I truly believe that when I'm weak. God is a lot stronger, and I love the the parallel to this from coming from a Christian perspective. That this guy thinks that it's on him. He's he's uh-huh. not he's not even looking to the Jewish God. He's not looking at anybody else. He is just trying to hold everything himself, and he's trying to kind of convince himself that he has to hold the weight of the world on his shoulders. Yeah. He has to do it. And for me, I'm like. This is great storytelling, and I'm I'm so glad this is all fake because there's no way. Like I, some days I feel like him, like I have to hold this, and then I go back and I'm like, but I'm a man who is of faith, and I, I truly don't believe that I actually have to. I believe in a God who is gonna gonna go ahead and, and help me, and I I love this just this parallel. I think that this is the the one comic that I've sat down and I'm like. Man, I just want to like do a whole like Bible study based on this book. Like, I want to <laughs> I want to read this this comic book and use it as a, a like a Bible teaching tool. And I, I'm like, this this is great parallel stuff. Will yeah, and and another another okay. point uh, I just want to throw yeah. in there real quick is like you saying you you feel weak and you know knowing that God is strong in your weakness, but you also have to realize that there are other people around you that can help lift you up out of that weakness and help you realize, Oh, Hey, maybe I'm not as weak as I think I am. Or maybe I just need some assistance into getting my mental stability back. Absolutely. Especially when we go through those, those harder times. I love that aspect because when we came to, uh, when we moved out here to Oklahoma city, we started to develop the friendships with the group that we all meet together with, uh, after church on Sundays, we, we just are doing life together. We all have kids the same age and, and Adrian, like <laughs> you, you don't have kids our age or anything like that. You guys don't have any kids yet, but you and I, we were same mindset. We have that kind of relationship and I've known will for years. And so building that community and that's one of the cool things about nerd talk is that I get to build this community and that when I'm hit at those weak points, we all get to come together and we get to have those conversations and it helps boost my morale and I feel better and, and just trying to get through certain things and I get different perspectives that I may have never even seen. So, but I, I just, uh-huh. I love, I love this idea that he just comes in and he's like, I have to do this. And I'm like, dude, no, you don't. And then, and then he like kind of starts to figure it out. Like, but it took his own death in order to figure that out which I thought was was a cool aspect too. So, Will, we're talking about the fact that he doesn't have the DID uh, showing up as much, and then he's mm-hmm. with the therapist. What are your thoughts on the therapy sessions? Do you like that aspect? You were kind of talking a little bit about it just a few minutes ago before yeah. before we hopped on this. this I, I, I mean, but... it's been a solid thing just to like seeing like what he actually thinks about himself because usually when... not Not that all comics do this when someone has like all these issues going on but sometimes like they actually they will they will sometimes set the story up where like we're inside their mind and just seeing like how crazy stuff is for them i hate to use that uh because i don't know if people would appreciate that but just like we we get to see like their point of view but like he seems to have and even the therapist in the in the comic says it like seems to have like a healthy relationship with his um 
whole DID. And she's going like, like the Avengers and everybody like told me you need to see like a therapist specifically for this issue. And like, you seem like fine, but all that stuff is, I can see it's weighing on him. And I mean, having to deal with a rival fist dealing with like the whole vampires in that apartment building. And now even t- towards the end there that, uh, uh, the soldier fella in Scorpio. Uh, sorry for spoilers if you haven't read it, guys. Uh, just uh, it, it's good he's got that support system there. Uh, I mean, because I'll just even speak for myself here. Like, uh, I was having a rough time right before me and you reconnected to start doing nerd talk, and I, I just I'll be open here on the podcast and just for fellow nerds, highly recommend getting therapy. It helps uh, because I mean your friends are there and you can always talk to them, but it's I think it is a little unfair unless like the friends can take it on just to unload all that stuff. So the fact that even Moon Knight, as wild as this character is, is humble enough with, with, with his godhood or being like the fist of his priesthood being the fist of Khonshu, if even if he can humble himself and, and do it, I think a lot of people could be better off finding that in their lives. You know, I think the generation before all of us, they were very mm-hmm. anti-therapy and anti-talking about feelings. Like, as a guy, I feel like my dad always mm-hmm. said, man up. Like, shove your feelings yep. down, just just move forward. And I think that we're starting to realize that did a lot of damage. And I'm not saying go and cry every single day and, and you have to feel all these. Like, it's okay if you don't want to, but it's healthier if you go in and talk it through. And it's always nice to have that therapy session because – that's someone who is a third party. You don't know them. They don't know your personal life. Like I can share with any of you guys the issues that I'm dealing with, but for someone who has no no skin in the game, they can speak into it totally different than what we can speak into it for each other. And so that helps. And I remember when we left Ohio, the, the church that we had left, I went and I saw a counselor because I needed to, to work through some feelings and I needed to figure out, okay, where am I at mentally? Because I'm not in a good place. And my, my counselor helped me get through a lot in a fairly quick amount of time. I mean, I was with her for two and a half, three months and she made sure that like I was in a good stepping stone place. And I mean, things happen and, and you're, you're going to feel those hurts and things like that. But I, if you're, if you're struggling with this kind of stuff, definitely go check out uh, some, some counselors and, and start to look at it. It's definitely worth going and seeing uh, and I, I think that this therapist, I think it's in a healthy way, very subtly saying it's OK to go see somebody like in a world where our parents and our grandparents said, no, 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 don't do that. It's now hitting this point that there's a lot on the table. COVID really screwed us up and mm-hmm. the, the politics oh, yeah. of the world and the 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 race riots and the religion institutions of, of well is yeah. this a, this like there's so many talking voices and sometimes you just have to to find a place just to be quiet and work some things out and maybe that's just going to see a therapist and i i, th- I very yeah. much i mean i support it i think that this was was done very well and i like seeing this because i've never seen this done in a comic before uh yeah. and so this is the first time that i've read this and i i think that it's it's just done really well so we're going to shift gears real quick tigra which I've never seen in a comic book before. So I was real other than uh, she, I think she was in civil war for like a, a brief stint. I've yep. never seen this character show up before, but she shows up. Did you guys like the team up that they had? And did you hope, or, or do you hope to see others show up in the future? If so, who? I've I've got a question. Do we know like where this series takes place? Like, is it in New York or is it? I think does, does it ever York. say? I think it's in New York. <laughs> okay. So okay, I I wanted to to just have that kind oh, of on so the back burner for, for the like, second. Hey, this is who I hope shows up. Yeah, uh, but no, going to uh, Tigra. I, I, like you, I hardly know anything about the character other than she's a cat person and has all the yeah. abilities. Yes, has all of the <laughs> abilities and strengths that a cat person would have. Um, lives and all. And so, like, we know that uh, they they had a past in, in the West Coast Avengers because she brings that up. Uh, and it maybe it's just how she acts around certain people, but it seems like she was kind of being a little flirtatious with Moon Knight. And so I didn't know, I, I know she's had some relationships with other West coast Avengers. So I didn't know if there, maybe there was something that was there between the two of them. Who knows? Uh, as far as 
characters that I would like to see team up with Moon Knight. Um, a very obvious choice would be Daredevil. Uh, just the man without fear, and he would just kind of see Moon Knight, and Moon Knight would probably like try to come at him and in- intimidate him. He's just like, dude, what are you doing? I- I'm not scared of you. Let's let's team up together and take out these guys down here. Uh, but one that's a, a team up that I think would be very left field, and I only know these characters because of uh, old Marvel TV. Sh- well, not old, but Marvel TV show that's uh, not in production anymore. But Cloak and Dagger, uh, they had a, a fairly good uh, TV show going on. Uh, if you don't know, Cloak basically has like teleportation powers. He can even uh, bring his enemies into like this dark dimension and they basically just go into suffering for a while uh, until he wants to bring them back out. Uh, and Dagger has uh, like light construct, almost kind of similar to a Green Lantern uh, construct dagger made of pure light and she can throw those around. She can combat with them. And so I just think her kind of being, you know, also the ranged thrower with her daggers and Moon Knight's crescent daggers and uh, cloak just going around scaring the crap out of people just appearing out of nowhere having them run right back into Moon Knight I think that they would have a pretty good uh, team up together Oh, I like that answer Uh, I'm gonna be honest, when I saw Tigra I I have no idea who she is, so when I saw her I was like, what's Cheetah from DC Comics doing here? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> come on. Is this a weird crossover? Ex- yeah, the crossover <laughs> yeah. we didn't expect. Dissociative mm-hmm. identity disorder. <laughs> um, I I like their banter. I like that she adds a little, almost like lightheartedness to his character. Kind of gets him out of his shell. Yeah, I liked her considering I don't know anything about her. But some characters I would love to see. I'm I love a darker storyline. I love the supernatural stuff that comics tend to dive into. So I would love to see a, a team up with Blade or Ghost Rider, just because I like I said I love those darker, grittier storylines and characters that tend to show up. For sure. Uh, all right. So while you guys were stalling for me, wink, wink. Just kidding. Uh, I was looking up the West Coast Avengers. Uh, lineup to try to get a better answer i'm gonna do one that would be really cool and it would be an obvious bet and then one that's just weird and off the wall because i want to see so because there was no limit on this i'm there just wasn't. telling you if i go beyond that give me a hard time all you want <laughs> hey uh, i said to team up so you're good okay okay <laughs> so i might just start off with the weird off the wall one right now i'll just say dark hawk uh i, I don't know a whole lot about dark hawk either but like he is essentially the Kind of, or is it Nighthawk? I meant to say Nighthawk. Whoever the Batman equivalent is in the Squadron Supreme, I think have Nighthawk. him show up in the Nighthawk. It is Nighthawk. I believe so. Gosh, so we have too many Hawks in this universe. Hawkeye on top of that. Ah, but just like to show like a weird parallel since with the whole Batman thing. Maybe have them like disagree on something and have them fight. Uh, I don't know if they're on the team at the same time, but could be interesting and fun and then just a weird off the uh, not okay not it's not as weird as i thought uh well uh, let's get us agent in there john walker uh because i don't know if they were on the team together as well but like i can see john walker uh maybe being like self-righteous and being like his uh, wonderful self in there and then uh, based off the I, last episode that we talked about with the u.s of captain america and the whole yeah i didn't break the geneva convention like that's that's the that'd kind of that's the fight. kind of guy I want to see. Fight. That'd be fun. That would be great. Yeah, yeah. But comic John has is, is unlike um, Wyatt Russell. Uh, he's not very. He's not as likable. He's kind of a D. Kind of a a D. I'll just stop. I'll leave it there. I'll leave it there. You, you guys can go see with the D. I'm referring there. Oh. I need to stop saying that. <laughs> but <laughs> um, but I, I kind of like seeing comic John get. I like to see him one upped by Moon Knight. You take it away, Jordan. You know, I I liked having her show up. I thought that it, it gave that I'm in a bigger universe, but I'm still my story is pretty self-contained for the most part. I like seeing when those those kinds of things happen because it's kind of the whole when you watch like the MCU, they all have their stories, they come together for an event, they shoot back out, they come back for an event, do their own thing again. Like it's it's kind of that that ebb and flow. 
And I liked seeing that kind of portray here. And, hey, there is some some past, there is some history, but we're going to move forward and, and figure this all out. And I think if I were to throw them together, I would love for – okay, so there was this series called Deadpool and Spider-Man, and it was just those two just doing a buddy cop adventure together. And I think it would have been really funny if they would have just, like, straight up broke into the same scene as Moon Knight. Like, if Moon Knight's beating the snot out of somebody – and then you see Spider-Man and Deadpool show up, and like they quip real quick, and he's just like, "What?" <laughs> and then like they just leave. <laughs> like even if they like come in on the spider buggy or something like that, and like Deadpool's like says something to the effect of like, "Them them dupe boys are at it again," and like like just to like completely throw it off. But he's more talking to us. But Moon Knight hears him, and it'd be like. What? What are you doing? I think that kind of thing would be really fun. But if I was to throw in something typical of like that, that more hero that I'd really like to see for even an extended run, I would say maybe Iron Man or Luke Cage. I think that those are kind of guys that I think would be really cool because Iron Man would be able to kind of work with him a little bit and say, hey, I see. Because uh, he lost his funds, right? Did, did he lose his funds yet in this? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Sorry, yeah, he I, did. I, read, I read the full eight issues, and so I'm trying to remember like where the line was. So he lost. He went ahead. So he lost a lot of money, and I think it'd be really cool if like Iron Man comes in and says, "Hey, like I'm gonna help you get it back. We're gonna make sure that this is all taken care of, or something of that nature." And and because from what I was reading, Iron Man helps find out that the reason he took down the Avengers in the story that happens before this is to help fight off Mephisto. And so, yeah, the one time we're all right, and it's like, it was Mephisto. <laughs> it is Mephisto this time. And so with, oh. with that, he does find that out. And I think it'd be a cool way to say, you know, I'm sorry that that we didn't believe you. I'm sorry that we didn't go into this, and let me help you out. And I think that would be really cool and see, like, some type of team up. But there's also this whole Dark Reign event that's happening right now. And if Luke Cage ends Devil's up, Reign? Yeah, sorry. That's it. Um, uh, With Devil's Reign, if that happens that Luke Cage ends up getting mayor, which I believe is where he's at right now, then it'd be really cool for him to like sanction Luke Cage or uh, Moon Knight as like an honored hero of a certain district or something like that. Or like they, they kind of give that like, Hey, we know you screwed up. We know that you're trying to make amends and things like that, but we're willing to work with you. And I think that'd be a really cool way to, to kind of help with that. So Mr. Knight is his uh, persona for most of this series. What are your guys' thoughts on Mr. Knight? I'm going to go ahead and start kind of with what I think of him. I think Mr. Knight is this really cool and complex character. He's trying to kind of, I feel like we're starting to see some of the DID kind of condensed down so that Moon or Mr. Knight kind of has full understanding to each of them, but he also still is like mostly Mark. And I like kind of the way they're going with it. And I like a lot of the way that they've handled his character. But what are your guys' thoughts on mr the mr knight persona uh i kind of like it you know like i was going into this expecting you know all these other personalities to be you know trying to be in control take over da, 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 just on top of each other but it is nice having like just one solid persona to be able to focus on for this run it's also fun seeing him run this whole thing almost like a business and almost like a mobster i kind of get that vibe from him sometimes just in the suit hands crossed arms crossed legs da, da, da. he's like takes his takes this very seriously when quote-unquote clients come in with jobs for him to do yeah i th- I think that's really cool too i i think he's just a very different start for this character for us uh well i think mr knight is probably the one that got barney stinson into suiting up uh, based on what I'm seeing here. Yes. And again, I hate harping on this, but that dude's dry cleaning. I mean, granted, he's a millionaire. Well, was a well, millionaire. Was. So, he, so he could afford it. But my goodness, all the white. And I hate to keep... This is going to be a recurring thing. I'm going to bring up stuff, even though we're focused on the comic. There was at least a screenshot of him in this persona in the upcoming Moon Knight. So I think we are going to get a brief appearance of Mr. Knight. And I think I think a lot of people are going to start cosplaying that at some point. Um, oh yeah. The, uh, some other <laughs> thoughts. I think he obviously was a huge Knight Rider fan. Michael Knight. Anybody <laughs> with that? Per- no. Is that is that too old for everybody? <laughs> I just turned twenty seven. Come on, man. Um, we're we're what? the young guns over here. 
Gotcha. I, I well, barely it, know what you're talking about. All right. Well, it's David Hasselhoff driving a car, voiced by Mr. Feeney, and he was Knight yeah. Rider. Okay, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you uh, take take it from there, fellas. Uh, yeah. So the Mr. Knight persona, like, uh, you, I mean, you call it a persona. I don't know if it's a full persona. I think it's still the Mark Specter. Yeah. Uh, just in in the suit, uh, but maybe uh, it could maybe evolve into its own persona. Cause really it's kind of like Mark Spector in his business suit. And then as I've said before, his, then he goes into his combat suit when he goes out and, and fights vampires or, or whatever he does. Uh, so maybe this Mr. Knight could evolve into maybe like a businessman type persona. Cause you know, now that he's lost his money, maybe he could find a way to gain gain more money than maybe like you said he could find iron man tony stark and be like hey let's work something out maybe you fund something for me and i i can help you with something so i don't know i i think i think it could possibly evolve into a separate one but i'm not entirely sure yeah i i think that mark specter as mr knight kind of like the and I, when i say persona i think it's he's adding another like intentional character to his repertoire i think it's kind of like yeah. how bruce wayne is batman he is mr knight during the day and like during his his when he's not full-on combat mode and when he's in combat mode he's Dur during his office hours yeah yes yes that <laughs> yes so with that does this book get you guys excited for moon knight which aired on march 30th uh 30th uh, ab absolutely. <laughs> I am so stoked to see how, you know, the MCU and Disney are going to portray this character and how accurate it'll be to the comics. I'm hearing it's going to be close to like a R kind of rating that this is going to be a very bloody, very Netflix daredevil kind of feel. And I'm, okay. I'm all for that. So what about you, Bama? Yeah, I was already excited for this uh, even before reading this series, uh, but I think this this has just helped uh, enhance my excitedness uh, for this. Uh, it'll be nice to see uh, them introing a new character and one that, like like we've all said, we don't know that much about him, so it'll, we'll get to learn about him, uh, see if he's going to be more of a brutal superhero or if he'll be more of an anti-hero, uh, and just the, the possibility for team-ups uh in the mcu are just endless uh and of course as i mentioned earlier midnight suns like that's one that they could easily do because we know blade and dark knight exist in this you mean the black knight? in the mcu now you mean the black knight black knight yeah uh so we know those two exist and they were a part of that and so maybe and you have dr strange and then they're also <laughs> dr strange they're talking ghost rider's gonna show uh, up ghost rider yep and punisher was uh, so punisher I mean, well, I, I mean, do you think they'll, they'll take the risk on Punisher since they just oh, yeah. started reinventing him? Like, they may wait oh, a little bit until no, they no. bring him? I truly believe, because there's already talk that he's showing up since they're moving. So, on March 16th, they added Netflix uh, or to Disney+, Plus, all the Netflix Marvel shows. So, I have no doubt that they're going to eventually put John Bernthal back into the role with Punisher. I have no doubt that they'll they'll go that route, and, and very soon. Do you think yeah, but you think they'll tone him down maybe a little bit? No. No. I, okay. I I think I think that they will still leave him as this cold blooded killer. I think they might tone him down, but I don't think that they'll they'll do it. I, I think that they will see how the success of Moon Knight goes and they will go from there. Because I think that this is gonna be kind of setting the stage for what Disney does moving forward with hey, is yeah. this a character that we're gonna go really hard into? Is this a character that we're gonna Eh, we need to tone it back a little bit. We'll we'll see kind of which way they go with it, but I truly believe that Punisher is going to happen Disney Plus and and it's just going to happen. So, Will, what about you, bud? Who am I ready for the Disney Plus show? I think any any comic is somebody's first comic and I'll say this comic it's going to um, it's going to sound mean because we've been talking and giving this comic high praise. But like it, it did the bare minimum of me of getting intrigued for the character. Like I want to check out his early origins. I want to check out some of the stuff leading into this midnight mission and that Avengers run. And it gave me like just enough that like I want to see at least the Mr. Knight personality on the Disney Plus show. And I think Oscar Isaac. I, I, 
I, I'm trying to imagine Oscar Isaac's, Isaac's voice doing it because he's doing that. Oh, I'm Oscar Isaac and I'm talking like this. I, do, I don't remember what I do at night. I, I just want to know how Mr. Knight sounds in his voice going because we haven't heard that yet in a trailer. At least I don't think we know. So I just want to know, like, is he going to do like be like suave and debonair like Poe Dameron going like, oh, I'm Mr. Knight. How's it going? <laughs> Like I, 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 I'm excited for that at least. So I, I'm intrigued, and I, I mean, just like the, tr- the trailer did a good job, and this comic has got done a good job of intriguing me. I'll say I'm lukewarm on this book. I wouldn't say if you're a beginner getting into this, check this book out. But I, I would say it, if you did get into this and you are getting some enjoyment from it, good, good on you. Awesome. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining me. We have run out of time for this week's comic book club. Next week we will be discussing something else. Not sure exactly what we're doing just yet. I'm going to stop. You're going to want to join us next week when we talk about the DC original Robin and Batman. We're going to be talking about that with our buddy Chick, me, and Will. And so we'll catch you next time on the Comic Book Club. Welcome to another weekly roundup, our post show. We're talking about what comics we are currently reading and what we would recommend or not recommend. So, Will, what are you reading? I've been on a Miles Morales kick. Uh, Ooh, Miles good Morales choice. Spider-Man. I was really into him when he first was introduced, and I was staying pretty consistent. And of course, dreaded tie-ins always ruin my enjoyment of books. I think they were doing like something with Divided We Stand. That was a while ago. We're talking about current Spider-Man. So... I'm spinning out of the pages of the Miles Morales clone saga, which is much radically different and mercifully short compared to the old school Ben Riley, Peter Parker clone saga. But the way some of his clones have been portrayed is really nice. And just him finding an, a brother in one of them and um, just seeing like what could happen when the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man gets twisted and becomes evil and becomes resentful. That was pretty hard. Uh, th- we also hit a milestone in his uh, numbering because uh, they've been doing legacy numberings and Miles just hit his. And for it's also his 10th anniversary. They gave him a new costume. Uh, and I-, I liked their take on that too, just seeing how he gets a new costume. Because like we always we always joke in the movies, like, how did Peter get that? Like, did he make that? And then like luckily in No Way Home, they show like he learned how to sew and use the sewing machine. Uh, and this, Miles is friends with like a fashion designer. So a fashion designer helped him make that suit. Yeah. That, so it, it, it's it's a bit unique i also enjoy it too because we're still unfortunately in the pandemic it's it's covid safe a little bit it kind of looks like it has like a little covid mask if you can look up that image jordan at some point yeah i'm uh, actually looking I'm at just, it right now i i love yeah. the new suit yeah the new suit is solid and i'm just also just i was thinking back I'm like has miles gone through a lot of suits and it's it's been that and spider-verse and i think I, i'm just going like i was just thinking about it when that happened i'm like has miles gotten a lot of suits besides that he's also dating starling which is the daughter of vulture just seeing a good take on that and taskmaster at least where i left off is trying to assess them i'm a little bit behind i'm like three or four issues behind if you can't tell with how much i'm gushing from it i am glad i gave this book another chance because i grabbed like issue one or something i'm like oh, i'm so lost with miles i like miles but I'll come back to it, and I'm glad I did. Highly recommend, especially if you love this character and want to check in on him. Absolutely. I've read this. At least I got through, like, probably the first six issues. I think there's, like, 30-some issues right now. But one of my favorite things... Yeah, I think they're between 33 and 35, somewhere in there. One of my favorite things about this was early in that series, he has to team up with Rhino to help save the Rhino's niece. Or ex niece or whatever it was. Ancient Rhino was or no, no, that's the only one. I was thinking of Scorpion because there's a, a, a villain in his book, Scorpion. That's a mob boss and has like a ch- ball and chain yeah. and not the, yeah our usual. Yep. My and bad. so with Rhino coming in, like that was a really cool team up. And then you've got Captain America who comes in and he's kind of falling out from the Secret Empire. It had some really cool pieces. But my book that I'm currently reading right now is called The All New Ghost Rider. And so this is a 2014-2015 series. It was 12 issues. This was the introduction of Robbie Reyes as the Ghost Rider. 
And so it was really, really cool to see how they introduced this character. It's not a spirit of vengeance. It's not really that he died or was in a near fatal accident or someone needed something that like, I mean, he did die, but he didn't have this accident of, hey, sign your soul to me and then the devil will will give him the, the ghost rider. He died and his uncle, you find out later, it's his uncle comes in as the spirit and he's like a serial killer and things like that. And it's like this really weird dynamic, but he's got this awesome car. He goes from kind of this, everybody's been riding motorcycles to I'm here in like a Dodge Charger kind of feel. And it's been really, really cool to see that. It's been really cool to have just a very different take on the Ghost Rider. The art style has been really cool. The family aspects have been really cool. And just coming from a very different cultural background, I think that this gives eyes wide open to an idea that, hey, this is someone who's got it worse than me, who this is a very real situation that could and probably is happening in a lot of lives, but you're adding the influence of the Ghost Rider to it, and they kind of have to, to work through some of that, and it was really cool. The artwork's fantastic. I very much enjoy it, but all new Ghost Rider, I highly encourage, I recommend, and we will actually be talking about that here soon on the Comic Book Club. So with that, guys, thank you, and we will see you guys here next week.